Welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Season 8 of Game of Thrones is underway, and you can stay up to date with the Ringer staff as we make our way through the final episodes of the series. On the podcast side, listen to Binge Mode Game of Thrones with Mallory Rubin and Jason Concepcion, The Watch with Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald, and a pre-cappable series on the Recapables feed where we'll make predictions on episodes to come. In addition to our Sunday night Twitter after show called Talk the Thrones, our YouTube channel has tons of other Game of Thrones related content, which you can find at youtube.com slash the ringer. And for even more Thrones coverage, head over to the ringer.com. Welcome back to Winging It, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm your host, Annie Finberg. As always, to my left, Vince Carter. To my right, Mr. Kemp What is happening? And we got two very special guests with us today. But first, I want to introduce the great Candace Park. Hi, guys. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming Thank on. For taking the time. One of the things we've been talking about, we wanted to get a female on our show. And we had a wish list. And you were up there at the top of our list. Well, with. Thank uh, you. What we say, Oprah and uh, oh, yeah. Michelle Obama. Obama's on top five. Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres, too. Yeah. Ellen. Yeah. Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. And <laughs> this one wanted Demi Lovato as well. I did. Yeah, she was so, top female. That was our top five. And so well, this thanks. is this is major for us. Yeah. I was like, I kept, t- since we got here, I'm like, Vince, you got to ask Candace. You got, did you ask her? You got to ask her. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very glad you took the time to come sit with yeah, us. I know like, right now we are actually at Turner. Vince is sitting in for Charles for the pregame show. Well, yes. the whole show. The whole show. Big seat to fill. Yeah. Literally. Literally <laughs> and figuratively. That's Literally. my guy. How's it yeah. feel, man? How yeah. it feel? Oh, that's cool, You're man. You're so this big is, time. This is, this is fun for me. This is something I want to transition into when that last day, that last basket. So We're going to take a second to announce Vince's neighbor. Yes. Oh, but four-time NBA champion, <laughs> three-time NBA finals MVP, and I could go on forever. But Diesel. Shaquille O'Neal is here. He be dogging me out, Ken. Man. I've seen that man three times in 15 years. Man, we were just at our work, too. We drove oh, by the we, crib. Oh, oh yeah. you took... Oh, yeah, okay. We drove, we drove okay, by the crib. Before we go any farther, can you tell him why we were there? Oh, we had a game. Man, we should saw him. I don't even see him. You know what I'm going to do next time with our work? Break in your house. I am. I promise I am. <laughs> you said you just said on set you were gonna like you said, said pew 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 kind of a thing like a yeah, shoot him yeah no, I, 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 I didn't say shoot him no. oh sorry <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> I didn't I say mean, nothing about no you, violence I just said pew 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 okay sorry it's yeah. a cute dog thing right paddles oh, yeah oh, oh ping pong no no, no. <laughs> yeah this is what we deal with this sorry is okay. it's just it all goes over my head I know sometimes I try to check back in paddles where you have to bend down and grab your thigh and put your hand out and say yes sir big brother might have another we paddle each other that's got our it. fraternity got it I'm here now oh. sounds fun yeah it that, is not make did, sure did you check in you? next time you're in Orlando did that ever happen to you all time yeah they were the fraternity that ruined like all the parties because you would be having a good time and <laughs> then rough. they would just come straight through the party and sweating. everything was shut down was sweating pushing that was them yep is that true very <laughs> we had a night you probably don't remember this in Toronto when I had my my charity uh, game. Why doesn't he remember this? Because I'm sure he's done this plenty of times. Yeah. And he wanted to hop with one of my boys who was uh, Omega as well. And they started to hop through the party, and literally cleared the crowd out. <laughs> and it was hot. Is I don't know what in there, and you know the floor started to sweat and to dent in and all that stuff. Just because it's, it's like everybody who was an Omega, you know, that's what you do. Atomic Dog came on. And you know how that goes. 
<laughs> you in a fraternity? No, Sorority? I am not, Jesus. but I actually... You look like an AKA. <laughs> yeah. You're pretty so. Well, well I, I was about to talk to you. I can't wow. be a Delta. I gotta be an AKA. No, both. both. Okay, well, all I'm saying is I've been at numerous sorority fraternity parties, okay. and they all ended because of mm. you guys. So thank you. Where are you from? Did I'm you from consider? Colorado. Kent, were you in a frat? Yeah, but you know, I was well, in a... A little more low-key? Yeah. I did the, the, the frat. He was in Me, Five Me. <laughs> no, nah, I was at Pike Alpha Alpha, man. Okay. It was Pike. Yeah. Okay. It was fun. You know, it was a different experience. Crowd surfed a little bit in college. You know, fun stuff. Those can turn out bad sometimes. Hey, man. 20 years old. What did you consider? You I did. That's the right, yeah. Delta. But actually, my sophomore year, AK got kicked off campus because mm. of the whole hazing thing. Mm-hmm. So that kind of. And Coach Summit about. was not for it. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Coach Summit was like, we are your sorority. So that's kind of how that right. makes sense. Though. Yeah, that's how that went. It's a good group to be in. I want to rewind really quick. Last year, Kent and I did a podcast called Road Trippin'. We had Grant Hill on and we asked him for a good Shaq story. Do you remember the story, Kent? Which one did you tell you? So he one? told us that you were naked, naked quite a bit. And that once you showed up to something, I think it was maybe a shoot around or something with just your sneakers on. Yeah, because I was running late and you got fined if you were late. So <laughs> I didn't have time to put my stuff on. <laughs> You seem unfazed, Candace. I'm not. I've worked with him. This true is story. the oh, entire thing. Stop year, it. So yeah, no, it's a true it story. Really surprise me. He's come to Turner every day with clothing with clothes on. That's good. Nice. As far as you know. So Grant be snitching, huh? <laughs> he did he did tell that story. We just and he said that was the PG thirteen story, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was. I don't yeah, know where else that went. Yeah, a lot of stories. <sighs> So I want to ask you guys and Candice, you can kind of chime in too. When we usually have guests on, they're usually younger than Vince. And I ask them for their favorite Vince Carter memory, which we can get to as well. But I want to know from you guys, your favorite Shaq memory. I'm going to go different, my favorite Vince Carter memory. Vince. I know what you're going to say. Uh-oh. No, gonna it's say. guys that I let do their thing on the court. So I used to always go to Vince and say, I'm not showing. Do what you got to do. Because I was a fan. So Vince, T-Mac, and White Chocolate. And AI. It's like, cross them up, I'm not showing, go at them. So one day we're in Miami, Vince tries to dunk on me baseline. <laughs> so it hurt my heart that I had the fragrant, fragrant foul. No, that was in L.A. No, that was in Miami. Because the next play down, you wrapped it around uh, Jason Williams and you dunked uh, oh, on Alonzo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and you looked at me. So <laughs> I just want to apologize to you because I didn't want to lay you on your back, but I can't be getting dunked on by So wait, so what <laughs> happened after the dunk? That's, that's twice. You got you said you got a flagrant foul? Yeah, because I mean, because... Certain guys like Vince, when they when they get this and they go up, and ain't nothing so, you can do. So yeah. I got him right here. Yeah, and I, I just grabbed my shoulder, and I just this one of those. Uh, you yeah, know, I had to. You know, when you get to the paint, you just that's your reaction. Just go for it. And uh, when I looked up, I was like, oh man, and I had to. It never made it. <laughs> Did that never hurt? It. Did that hurt coming oh, down? And it hurt Absolutely. my heart to have to lay Vince on the back. And it's funny because really, you know really he walked away, and then later on he's like, you good? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Still walking. I mean, but ended up having a good night though. Next play, he wrapped it around Jason Williams, and Alonzo tried to block it, and he he bumped Alonzo, mm-hmm. looked at him, and then spread it out even more, and was still going up, and then threw it down. If I, and and I, he looked it, at me on the bench, and I just put the towel on my head. Like, I, I, <laughs> had me laughing. It's just it's good good times with him. I mean, I can recall some obviously stories of his. Like we have conversations, and he'll say some of the most off the wall things in the game to you, you know, especially if he knows you, and. uh you know, sometimes he was like, I bet you, he, he was like, I bet you won't go duck on, and he'd just pick a guy on his team. And i just tell him. Bet and then would you do it? Oh, yeah, he'd do it all the time. There's one guy, I don't think time. we should talk about it. There's one guy who said, he was like, I need I need you to duck on him tonight. 
and he went for a steal, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And Malone. Nope. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Rick Fox. I that. <laughs> Rick that Fox. Bad. That was bad. And Rick Fox is on, the, and it ended up being our team picture. Here's a, I have this picture at home. One day I'll show you that. Of that, well, this is when Rick Fox had the. Oh yeah, the braids. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing. Yeah. Hey. Imagine that. Yeah. Baze, your favorite Shaq memory? Just well, watching him play. Well, I grew up a, a Laker fan, so um, you know, love watching you, man. Just you know how dominant you were, and. Um, you know, anytime I went to a little camp, you know, I was kind of emulating some of your move against a young kid. So, uh, just dunking it. on him, and you know, the one where you uh, you dunk, you swing, you wrap the guy up, you push him down. Oh, Dudley! Yeah, uh, Dudley. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> um, you know, I just you know, I just love the physicality you brought to the game, and you know how people drove. You know, they were just so intimidated by you. So, um, you know, even back in Orlando, you know the. the the speed you had, the size you have, it was just impressive. And he's actually, a lot of people don't know this, we used to have games at our houses. Um, yeah, we did. Yeah. And he's a, a three-point shooter. Uh, off season. Wet, Can't wet. shoot him everything, man. Wet, wet. My and, jumper's wet. With handles. Like, I, I can say this that now. This is back in the day, because in the studio. No, no, no. no back in, he, I mean, back then. The I don't know about now. I in the studio. You, the you did not beat me. I didn't beat you the first you time. You did not beat me. Well, rematch. That's so great, because yeah. we have cameras you. all around the studio. I beat you so the first game. You won fantastic. games two, three, four, and five, but I beat you the first game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he can shoot, believe it or not. What is it? What do you call it? Shackovich? Shackovich. Shackovich. I was going to ask you your favorite Shaq memory watching him growing up as a young athlete. I was always in Chicago, a Bulls fan, but I was a fan of basketball. And I remember Kobe threw the lob Portland. and Shaq went up and got it Portland. in the Western yeah. Conference Finals. Oh, Tommy threw the lob. And he pointed, <laughs> he pointed into the stands. And I never knew what he was pointing at. Like, I didn't know, you know, whatever. And I've worked with him for the last two, three years. And I remember one day I asked him, I said, so who, who did you point at? And you said? Sharif. Yeah, his baby Sharif. And so he was two at the time and he said, Daddy, I need you to win. I didn't want to let him down. So when I got that play, I was pointing up at him. And he pointed at it. So I remember being in my high school games, in my college games, and I would just, I would just point. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Just because I thought that was the coolest thing. When the game was over, you just point up at somebody. So I remember my first dunk I got at Tennessee, I patted my chest and I pointed up at my mom. And so it was just, oh, don't be all sensitive. But anyway, so (laughs) I just remember like that was a play that really sticks out in my mind about you know, this big guy right here. And were you the first girl to dunk? Twice in the NCAA, but for, not, in, not, like, uh, not in college. I think uh, Charlotte Smith, not Charlotte. Uh, Lynette, Lynette Woodard, I think. Oh, there's another one. Okay. I don't know, Charlotte dunk one, and then uh, it's another Lisa Carolina. dunk one, right? Lisa. Not in college, but in oh, the college. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was just going to ask about Pat Summit. I mean, obviously anyone that follows basketball knows the impact she's had on the game, but talk about her impact on you, you know, as a person and what still, you know, holds true to today. You know, I didn't really understand when I went to Tennessee at 18 years old. You know, I went there to play basketball. And everything about her just was about growing the person. I'm big on you find out who people really are when things aren't great. You know, when life happens and when you're not winning championships. And so she would always tell us, like, when things get hard in school, in life, family, whatever, left foot, right foot, breathe, repeat. And when she got diagnosed with Alzheimer's, that's the first thing she said to me on the phone to comfort me. You know, like, we're going to get through this. I'm going to help a lot of people. Left foot, right foot, breathe, repeat. And so I got it tattooed on my arm. But it just basically is like she was the same person no matter what the situation. And I, I think all of her student athletes really, we try to live that every day. 
you know, for her. Right. It's bars right there. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Phil Jackson. That's a man, too, that kind of put his imprint on the game. Talk about, you know, what he did for you. You know, as players, fourth quarter is very important. I had a lot of coaches that would panic during the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And I always said that if the general panics, the troops will panic. When it came up for us to get a new coach, I was pushing for Phil. I need somebody that had the championship resume and somebody that knew what to do. So, like, we used to play against him all the time, and I just always used to watch him on the bench. Never made a face, never stood up. So then when he came to L.A. and the fourth quarter would come, I would see him not panic. He just grabbed people and be like, big shot, Bob. They're going to double shot. He's going to fake the pass in the middle and hit it to the unicorn. I need you to hit the shot. You got it? You ready? So, you know, he was the, the main reason. Kobe and I, you know, we did our thing and everybody contributed. But because he never panicked, I think it gave the others, the guys that, that, that didn't really have the pressure, but it gave them to be able to withstand the pressure. I got a question. I mean, this is kind of off basketball, and I kind of know most of this. But your love for music, and I know the new generation now, doesn't really know he your been in history. Studio? Oh yeah, okay. you, he what? might not know either your history with music, especially with F- Fushnikins, and um, and I know you were making making albums for a while, and now you're DJing. But are you still trying to create or make music? Or I know you're DJing. But yeah, I'm just DJing now because for us, you know how it is in a game seven situation or in a rival game situation. So when I go party with these kids, that's how it is for me. They're going crazy. They're excited to see you perform. It was my job just to give them a good show. And music is easy. You play what's hot. <laughs> if you play what's hot, like right now, that uh, little giant, little Nas X and yeah, yeah, Billy Ray Cyrus, I played that the other night. Kids went crazy. So if you play what's hot and you just give them a show, you know, because I was searching for that adrenaline factor because I ain't been playing for eight years and Sometimes I like during the playoffs, I go in a room and turn it up and try to get in the zone of like I'm still playing, but I can never get that feeling. Then I went to one of these concerts one time, it was 80, 90, 100,000 people out there, and I really got that, you know, I really got that bump again. But is it something that you've always been doing, DJ? Yeah, like been, I, yeah, I don't, I've been, I remember, like I know at your house, you had, I remember you had the turntable right. at, the, at the house. I've been but, doing it since 87. So that was, I was like 15 then. Uh, got away from DJing. Like, I used to do it in college, get a little money and at the frat bars and all that. Got away from it and started doing albums. Never wanted to do an album, but it was about the opportunity to do an album with my favorite people. I did a song on Arsenio Hall with Fushnikens. Yep. So the next day, people were giving me record deals. I'm like, I don't want to do a record. So I got $10 million for a two-album deal. I ain't going to turn that down. <laughs> so I told myself, okay, nobody probably wants to hear me, so let me do it with my favorite artists. And all my artists, I'm, you know, all my favorite artists, they never charge me. And I'm, I'm lucky that B.I.G., Nas, Jigaman, Mob Deep, Eric B., Redman, Snoop, Big Pun, Fat Joe, I was able to get down with all my favorite artists. Because music and, and sports come from the same place. We mm-hmm. all come from the same place. So, mm-hmm. you know, they like watching us, and we like listening to them. So when, when I called them to, to, to do the stuff with me, it was it was fun. I mean, but I never wanted to be a rapper, but, you know, you can't turn out money. like that, yeah. for sure. And Candace, I want to ask, for you, what is your pastime? What do you get? How do you kind of get away from basketball and the grind outside of doing what you're doing now? I'm super active. So mm-hmm. I love, I'm on my bike all the time, three, four times a week. I play beach volleyball in L.A., I'm really into history as well. So I love to travel and go to different museums. I'm constantly um, at the library learning about um, 
the 60s is my favorite time. Why are you doing the, the side lip? I wasn't doing so. Why are you doing the side? This is what we deal with on set. Why are you Do you understand what I'm saying? Be talking to Vince. I'm, 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 Why are you side eyeing? I wasn't. I like, Why are you side eyeing? You had something on the side of your lip. Anyway, uh, sorry. Anyway, um, no, I really like it. So World War II, the 60s are my time period. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, but you rolled I'm your like, eyes. World War II. This is what I... Wait, we still. It, it, World War II, really? You don't, you, don't need to, you don't need to worry about all Anyway, this he's asking me what I do. <laughs> okay, I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. Golly. So, that's what I do um, outside of broadcasting. I'm still playing basketball. That's my other career. So, traveling. That's probably it. And for you, the love of the game, it's still there. You've done some amazing things. And I remember you know, hearing about how you said you wanted to to dominate the league again. And you did that. You were able to accomplish that. And you still having the burning desire to still play this game at the top level. Like, you know, just talk about like, well, I know we, I asked you earlier about how many years like you're thinking about mm-hmm. playing. But tell the people, I'm sure they would, would love to know how many years you still want to play and continue to do what you do. Well, we talked about, um, you know, the time frame mm-hmm. in the back. But I think it it comes down to like your preparation. If you still find joy in preparing for the season, I mean, everybody Amen. finds joy in going out and playing on the for court sure. in a game. You know that. But mm-hmm. when you lose your joy to prepare for the season, then that's when I want to be done. For sure. Mm-hmm. And um, right now, I'm still enjoying preparing. I'm still enjoying working out and being ready for the season. And so my body is healthy. As long as my body is good, I'm able to still be active. I still want to be able to dunk on my daughter. I mean, just be honest. Like, I really still want to be able to dunk on her when she's 15, 16 years old. Yeah, she's still playing on people. I still want to dunk on my daughter. So I need my body to be able to do that. So I'll play as long as I'm healthy. Shy, you still dunking on your kids, right? Yeah, all the time. See? Why are you giving me the side eye when I said I still want to dunk on my because daughter? Because you're so violent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you don't need to be violent. You just need to come off the screen and just shoot the jumper. That's your game. Speaking of dunks, can you still do that dunk? No, not that dunk. You can't do it? Which one? The one that the, the one the that dunk? you just made up and the the, the reverse sixty. Yeah, yeah, come back the wrong it, way. It'll be a struggle. I need like you said, one thing you said about the adrenaline rush that right. night was like next level as far as the adrenaline rush. It's like because when I did that dunk, as far as just fooling around trying to see if I could do it, I could barely make it. But it was something about the energy in the building that night, just seeing everybody there who I respect and and and, and friends with. I was just next level. Now let's take a minute to hear from our sponsors. It's time we treated ourselves to higher quality underwear. Underwear that feels good, provides support, and leaves us feeling fresh. Because we deserve better, our boys deserve better. That's what Saks Underwear is all about. It's the only men's underwear specifically designed with our anatomy in mind. Saks Underwear's patent ballpark pouch is a game changer with internal mesh panels that keep everything in place. Then there's that super soft moisture wicking fabric that lets our boys breathe and even repel BO. Saks is the underwear that our boys deserve. When I'm reading my Saks promo code, sitting here in this chair, I need my boys to be in place. But when I'm finished, I feel good. Get $5 off plus free shipping on your first purchase when you use the promo code WINGING at checkout. To order a few pairs of Saks now with the great offer, go to saxxunderwear.com. That's Saks with two X's. And use the promo code WINGING at checkout. Saxunderwear.com. Promo code WINGING. 
Hulu's paying some of the league's best players a lot of money to do some pretty crazy stuff. Joel changed his nickname from the process to Joel Hulu has live sports and bead. Damian Lillard got a tattoo that says Hulu has live sports. Clearly, they really want you to know that Hulu has live sports. Get over 60 live and on-demand channels, tons of shows and movies, and exclusive originals with Hulu. Get rid of your cable and make the switch for only $45 a month. Watch your favorite teams and the biggest games all season with no cable required. Watch on the go and on all your favorite devices. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Learn more at Hulu.com. And I always tell people, that's a dunk contest. Like, cause like they always get mad at me because I'd be giving people's eights on their third and fourth attempt. So, right. no, man, Vince Carter did a 360, bring the arm back the wrong way. He made first it on the first try. attempt. Try. Not the second, not the third. But <laughs> this one right here be giving tens and, and nines. Okay, to I just follow attempts. instructions. Shaq makes his own rules. Yes. The instructions I was given were it doesn't matter how many attempts no, you judge man. the Boo. dunk. Boo. So, when I. That's I took I that talking. literally, and so that's why I w- I gave a ten off of the third attempt. Boo. <laughs> <So> boo. <laughs> anyway, she says she follows instructions. Yeah, she does. Follow instructions. So I do want to ask: Do either of you guys play golf? I feel like you're too no, big to play golf. I don't play golf. Uh, top but, golf. Uh, <laughs> I go to Top Golf all the time. I'm gonna start. I'm I'm gonna start yeah, golf lessons. Should I think? Well, Baze, you 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 enjoy explaining that, but like one thing, Baze always says, like because we're so competitive like you look for that competitive edge and golf you know allows you to to go out there and compete you know with yourself really and in mm-hmm. your next shot because you can hit a great first shot and a terrible second shot and you look at the third shot like all right which one <laughs> which one is going to be here you know so it's just a competition and we as athletes want to obviously do the best and play the best and you know i feel like for the athletes that have reached the pinnacle of their sport that's another challenge for them. I know you've been to a lot of tour events. I go to a lot of events, but I play a new sport, and I play it every day, three times a day. What's that? Hookah. That's my new sport. <laughs> and there's different courses. There's the Blue Mist course. There's the, the Double Apple course. Is, is the, the Orange is, Mint course. Is the DS-17 lounge still around? No. No, oh. House of Hookah. I own it. So. In, it, here in Atlanta? Right I on don't 14th know, Street. <laughs> I already know what you're going to say. I already know what she's going to say. No, it's okay. Go ahead. No, no, it's, no it's only right. Yeah. I want to hear it. So how come I have a hookah spot? I didn't. I just now found out that you own in this hookah spot. Because you never asked me. Oh, shoot. But on air, he named... Oh, that was all sponsors. Candace, you want me to come to you and tell you everything I own? That ain't my game. That's not what I do. No, but when you hear me say, hey, I'm going to go get hookah after the yeah, show, why wouldn't you be like, hey, this place I, is kind of cool. I own I, it. Because I don't want you coming over there. There's knuckleheads over there. And if anybody messes with you, then I'm going to have to go to the other side of Shaq. Vince know about that side. He has some problems in Toronto that I had to take care of. We're not going to talk about that, though. Anybody <laughs> messing with my people get dealt with. So I don't want you going over to them little knuckleheads, and they try to holler at you, and then I have to put my hands on them. So that's why I don't tell you. Okay. Got it? Back to your question. So anyway, my favorite (laughs) Vince Carter moment was um, when I love AI. And so when they went back and forth. Mm. 2001. Yep. In 2001. And when Vince went and got his degree before that, I remember watching that and like the respect. My parents being like, look, like we're more than just athletes. And this was 10 years before the whole more than just athletes thing. So Vince was ahead of of his time. That's crazy because the funny thing is if I make that shot, 
we could have potentially played you guys in the finals. Yeah. Yeah. Corner, corner you didn't want them problems. <laughs> I did actually. Maybe I did. That's how I, really I have to did. say, Candace. Who's your center though? Antonio Davis. <laughs> Barbecue chicken. Alert. That's my godfather. Stop. <laughs> no, I, I like Antonio. He was a good guy. No, That's yeah. My, I mean, my like, favorite Vince Carter moment was. Vince on loans, but I used to see him a lot in high school because he used to play against my That's brother. Right. So my brother would be like, man, this kid. You, you know, you always hear the term the next Jordan. Next Jordan, I'm like, so one day I rolled, I drove up and Vince went crazy. And I went and told everybody, I said, hey, man, if we get a chance to draft this kid, Vince Carter. I said, who's Vince Carter? I said, you don't know his name, but you will. He going to North Carolina and he just took off from that. And then when he came to the NBA, you did a dunk against the Pacers. Nasty. Yes, sir. <laughs> Nasty. So, side story to that, as I remember, you you came down, uh, Latirio Green. I'm talking about yep. Sid, yeah. the whole bunch of guys, um, Nick Anderson, so and and Penny. They all will come down and and watch because of of what Chat was talking about. And so Nick used to come and get me, and I used to play pickup with them every now and then when they were playing back at the rec. Oh yeah, the rec, you know when y'all we yeah. used to practice. So I got the opportunity and in, introduced to the NBA at that time. So. Funny you say about being drafted. The year '98, my draft, there was you guys had three picks, three picks uh, in the first round, and I thought it was a possibility, but it didn't happen. They That'd weren't interested. Crazy. They weren't interested. They took uh, Michael Doliak. Who? Doliak. Who? Wow. Did you ever well, at least feel? You got drafted. No, that's a fact. Facts. No. You didn't get drafted. No. And now you're making five hundred million. My guy. Ooh. <laughs> Successstory.com. Yes. What number Damn. were you in the NBA? 499 out of 500. That's what he was ranked. ranked. Where you go to college at? Like after Old 300. Like, okay. Why do they still rank people after right. three? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, top 100. And now you're getting paid. It's a hell of a story. I appreciate it. He is. You should He's do a, a documentary on that. Think about it. Because I never yeah. knew that. It's awesome. I mean, and it's a, it's kind of inspiring for like a, a lot of young kids. Like, we always think we have to go high school, major college, straight to the pros, and think that's that's it. And you look at somebody like Daryl Armstrong, played overseas and ended up playing 14 years in the league. Like those stories need to be talked about, need to be heard, because for the young lady or the or the young kid who's sitting around now thinking, man, I'm not as good as these guys, or I'm not really playing big minutes right now. I don't. I might not have a chance, but it's all about your work ethic and your belief. Like, do you believe that you're supposed to be there? Can you believe you can be there? Right. And, and are you willing to do anything to get there? And uh, those stories need to be heard. I think Kent is a perfect example of doing whatever you need to do to get there. Because just hearing the stories about you base mooring and being 499, <laughs> and and now you're about Making to get opted into a big old contract. Yes, man. Are you about to get a new deal? No, I got a player option this year. <sighs> but that's what separates. You know, players from, yeah, I heard that (laughs) (laughs) immediately. But that's what separates uh, players like yourself and and these other guys from everybody else. Are you willing to do whatever to to get to that goal? And some people aren't because it's too hard. Yeah, I mean, everyone, you know, if you don't have the spotlight on you or if you aren't getting heavily recruited, there is a a sense of doubt. But, you know, you got to have self-belief at the end of the day. And and any time I walked into a gym and I was there, I felt like I'm here. You know, it's, it's my opportunity. You know, you know if you if you're good, they're gonna find you. You know, people find talent. So I just kept my head down, and just outworked the guy in front of me, and you know, look up. You know, going into this my this would be my seventh season in the NBA, going into number eight. So it's been a hell of a ride. What year is it for you? Twelve. Damn. Dang. You don't have to do that. 
You don't have to say damn. Say that. I say damn. She yelled at me. He say damn. She don't I say that. Like, like, yeah, dang, that's a long time. Like, that's because you can go high. I can't. Damn. See, I can't <laughs> Damn. So it's just Still can't damn. don't die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wow, go high. Mm-hmm. Just like that. It has gone fast. Yeah. But then I look back and it's like, I've been in the game for a minute. Yeah. So. Where are you in the record books as far as scoring and rebounding? I don't know. Are you, are, you, are you close? I mean. Should be. I don't, I don't know. What y'all looking like this year? We were all right last year. New coach? Derek Fish is our coach now. <coughs> and uh, we're excited to get going. Obviously, <clears throat> do, do you want to comment on that either? Or no, you're good. Nah, he's a former teammate. Briefly, right. Jack, you guys play together? At? No, so brief. I don't remember. Dallas, Utah? oh, oh. Dallas. Dallas. Well, he's a good guy. Then he ended up in OKC. Is he gonna coach you like he coached the Knicks? Shaq, you know, you know, <laughs> I get a punch for real. I, I feel like I'm tied from my soul heart. Listen, I'm just all I'm, I'm saying is I'm excited about the new season. I think he's gonna do a good job. I like his vision. I like the parts that we're putting together, and I think um, she's so professional. His mentality Vince. is going to be. Can I have the ghetto candidates? We have we have a veteran team, right. and so, so to have a coach that comes in and encourages that has been has won championships. Right. It's going to be a good situation. Yeah. And listen, I'm on year twelve, so I'm not trying to mess around and yeah. rebuild. And, and what if he yells at you? Are you going to be sensitive? Are you sensitive? I'm not you know? sensitive. Right, do I just, do I seem like I'm sensitive? Oh uh, yeah, really? You do. Really? You said, uh, yeah. <laughs> really I don't think I've, I've gotten that. You're very really. sensitive. Oh, man. I'm over been... here talking to Ken and you just, uh, why you do this? That's because you just do stuff that <laughs> you know do... irritates me. Because you do it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys are like brother and sister. That's Hello, not being, that's not being sensitive. Speaking I have of which, protect her. I want to say, I worked for the Orlando Magic. Your brother is a great guy. I was excited yes. to meet him because I knew who you were. So, I was really excited about that. And you, Shaq, I interviewed you. That was my first ever interview. That was you. You don't remember. I do remember. That's why I keep saying like you look like somebody. That's what that was you. It's, it's all coming back. <laughs> See? For everyone listening, Candace See? does not look convinced. At all. <laughs> At all. Um, but it was um, it was quite the experience. You know how last night Max Holloway, we had a UFC boxer, talked about how he was trying not to fighter. pass out. Excuse me? UFC fighter. What did I say? Boxer. I'm sorry. UFC <clears throat> fighter. <clears throat> I got you, bro. Thanks, thanks, dog. How he was trying not to pass out. That was me when I was interviewing Shaq. I was so nervous. I definitely blacked out. I had no idea what I asked him, and I'm pretty sure it sucked, but thank you for it your time. It did suck. Definitely sucked. It was a wonderful interview. I remember. I remember. It's okay. I want to know. We saw Shaq walk out in his wife beater looking all sorts of swollen. I had to ask you, Baze. You didn't ever play at the same time as him, but if you were coming down the floor, you said, oh, I'd shoot a floater and stuff, but would you be scared going down and seeing Shaq? I know you can't say you'd be scared. I'll answer but. that. I like Bay, so I wouldn't touch him up. I like his game. Who, like. who do you not like that you would Before hurt? you answer that question. <laughs> before you no, answer that question. because no, he's a dunker, but. You what? No, he he, he can dunk. Yeah, he can dunk. So points. it's all about like positioning. So like if he's coming out of the left side like he likes to do, I got to meet him out. So he'll probably shoot the floater. But because I like his game, I'm not going to touch him out. I'll probably try and block it and talk some smack. But Vince will tell you, if I didn't like you as a guard, I'm touching you up. Flagger one, whether flagger two. pick and roll or yeah, whatever. whatever. I'm touching you up. So I like him. I like the way he plays. He's very smooth. How about I'm going to just, I'm gonna just, this is the ultimate um, test of toughness. Because Shaq sometimes would rebound the ball and bring the ball down the floor. So mm-hmm. I have two questions. Mm. One, are you stepping in front of that to take a charge? And two, if you're his teammate on the bench and he's running for a loose ball, 
are you standing there and making sure that he's good or are you moving out the way? Do you guys remember Phoenix? <laughs> That's a good Phoenix? question because Ken likes to take charge. <laughs> Phoenix. Yes. Phoenix was... That would be yes. me. Yeah, second, I'm getting out of the way. Ah, I'm definitely the way. getting out of the way. Old but times. If he's dribbling out of court, I'm going to try to just Go for make the ball? him spin or something. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I ain't taking no charge. No. How bad would that it hurt? It just depends. What about game seven I was just about to of say, the Eastern have, Conference Finals? It, it'd have to be a, a, a no. playoff situation that know, even bro. consider it. No, I'm saying to consider it. Yeah, and you if hurt yourself early in the you in the game. Early in the game, no. Because you're gonna have that second of doubt. That's that's the that's the I end of it all. Doubt. So I'm getting out. Of, I I'm had just, doubt then. So this thing back in the day when they were allowed to bump you, check you across the uh the through the paint, yeah. you run to the paint, the hip checks and the, oh yeah, no, I'm yeah, good. man. I know all about it. Yeah. Not fun. Floor hurt. Floor hurt now. This is my fault. We are all over the place. But I want to ask you actually what you think of Zion Williamson. Oh, Both question. of you. Since you guys. Both of I'm actually scared for him because what I mean by that is it's different levels of the game. Like we all were stars in high school, but had to make a brief adjustment in college, right? But when you get to this next level, you still got to make that adjustment. I don't see what position he's going to play. So I have to kind of wait. I have to see and wait with wait and see what team he goes to. What if he gets one of those old school coaches that's not going to let him? I mean, running and jumping that's all. That's okay, but that's not all of the game. That's some of the game. You know, that'll get you ESPN highlights and all that. But if you want to be a, a great player, you still got to do other things. I don't know about his jumper. I don't really know about his post move, so I can't answer that until I see what team he's going to play with and who he has around him. If he happens to be with Golden State, he's going to be a superstar. Because the floor is going to be so spread out, he's going to be able to do that. If he's with a lesser team like Charlotte, and they say, okay, Zion, you're the man. So you say more of like a half-court yeah, style team. Yeah, so like if he's with a team like that, I don't know what he's going to do. But I wish him well. Uh, hopefully he becomes one of the best players i ever played a game. I like his power. I like his speed. But at 6'7", guys 6'7 now are point guards. So I don't know what position he's going to play. Gilbert Arena said a lot of stuff about him, but what he said made a lot of sense. Gilbert said he's a man with no skills. I wouldn't say he don't have any skills, but I'm just questioning what position he's going to play when he gets to the NBA. You know, I like to make the comparisons. Blake Griffin, he was one of those kids that at Oklahoma dunked on everybody. And before he got drafted, everybody in the NBA said, that's never going to happen in the league. He's not going to dunk on everybody. And he did. Yep. Can we add Amari style to that group? I mean, we can add Amari to that group. Not quite. No? Amari but dunking on everybody smooth, in terms of that. Okay. So I think Zion will be phenomenally athletically, and it seems like he has a willingness and a desire to get better. Just from watching him play, him being a teammate, him coming back after being injured, things like that. So this game is kind of one of those, if you can develop a jump shot if you're undersized in the NBA, you're going to be successful. And with his athleticism, I mean, you look at how successful Julius Randle is at his position with his <laughs> that's quickness. That's boy right there. Julius Randle and him, to me, that's the comparison right there. More athletic Julius Randle. Yeah. And Ju so <laughs> you, can, you, can make, you can make all those faces all you want, but I think Zion's going to be just fine just because it's not— with that type of player, you adjust the system to the player. You don't have the player come in and say, hey, fit into the system. And so if he can get with a team that, you know— can play his style. He's able to get up and down. He's athletic. If he can develop a jump shot, I think he's going to have a phenomenal career. So basically, kind of like what teams did when the big fella um, showed up to town. They adjusted to your skill. Jules okay. Randall, like, he's 6'9", though, ain't he? Yeah. Vince, Vince been he playing like the 6'8", no? Wow. Vince been playing the four this year. Jules Randall's so. like 6'8". You've been playing the four this year? All year, man. Yeah. <laughs> all year. We played the world's best matchup. 
Yeah, you've been getting a lot of elbows to the head, huh? School, man. Just sacrifice for the good of the team. Man. Yes, sir. All right, well, we got to wrap. Like we said, we are at Turner right now. You guys are about to go back on for the pre- Shortly. halftime show, half-time. I would assume, at this point. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for your time, Candice. No I know this was a surprise, so thank you so much for sitting down with us. I'm sure you have a Appreciate million other man. things to be doing. And Chad. remember, Vince, next time you bring somebody to the hood and don't call me, psh, 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 right at your feet. Mm. Right on. Not for ping pong. Kapow. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. She I appreciate said, it. Does that mean you're going to shoot them? <laughs> no, it doesn't mean that. I mean, you, can't you can't trust me anyway. That's what that yeah, means. A party about to be over. Thank so, you guys so much for listening. Give us five stars. Don't forget to leave us a review. Yeah, Let us know me. what you thought. Five We're going to take a quick group picture. Thank you so much. We out. <laughs>